Hey everyone, welcome back to the Building Efficiency Podcast presented by Nenny and Associates. I'm your host, Jim Schaefer. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, Nenny and Associates is an executive search firm focused on the building efficiency industry, hence why we named the podcast the way that we did. And simply put, we help our clients find the right talent. And each week we sit down with leaders from the industry to discuss their backgrounds, how they got started and where they see the industry going. We also get to know our guests and find out what drives them to be successful. And on today's episode, episode 16, we sit down with Ruthie Reed, who is the Human Resources Director for Harshaw Train. She was the perfect guest for the show, providing insights both from a talent acquisition standpoint and also looking into the future of the energy services industry. You'll also want to stick around until the end to hear about the advice that she would give to her 22-year-old self. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to our channel. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it and leave a five-star review. Now, we think you're going to really enjoy this episode, so let's drop in. All right, welcome everyone to the Building Efficiency Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Ruthie Reed, who is the Human Resources Director for Harshaw Train. Ruthie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And, and we get, when we got introduced, I, uh, I couldn't think of a better guest to come on the show that really fits both criteria of what we do as a search firm. I know you're dialed in to talent acquisition and obviously the, the human resources function of what you guys do. And then you're obviously steeped in the energy efficiency, building efficiency industry. So you're the first guest that's coming on that really fits both the criteria of, uh, of what we do here at Nenny. So I really appreciate your time and I'm glad we, we were able to make this work. Thanks. I feel honored. And I'm I got to say, I'm so glad that I'm associated with Nenny. Um, it was 15 years ago that I started the partnership with with you guys, uh, with Michael Nenny and Corey Kravitz. Michael had a relationship with Harshaw Train, and and so you guys have been great partners finding talent for us and also helping me learn more about the, the energy industry. No, that's so excellent. Yeah, no. Uh, likewise, we're uh, we're grateful for the partnership as well. So, so Ruthie, for for our listeners out there who who don't know who you are, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and then how you landed here in the industry? Sure. Um, so, my name is Ruthie Reed, and I'm currently the HR director here. But I started in um, HR 25 years ago, actually by chance. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a native of Louisville, Kentucky. I was working on my MBA. And a couple of my professors suggested that I apply for an internship at Yum Industries, which was previously K- Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, and so I applied for an internship in compensation. Um, I loved it. And shortly after I graduated from the master's program, they offered me a position in comp. So I stayed at KFC for a couple years in um, a very technical area with compensation and then moved over to their benefits division and handled the domestic and international businesses for KFC. Loved it, uh, loved the organization, was my first job out of school, learned a lot. Um, I thought I would retire from KFC, honestly. Um, I spent about five years there and then my husband was transferred to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And I know you've lived in Nashville, but uh, one thing I didn't tell you, Jim. Great city. Yes, um, but at the time, I did not want to move to Nashville. Um, I was a hometown girl. I did not like country music, um, and I did not want to go south. Um, So I remember vividly, it was pouring down rain. I'm following my husband in a car, 
and we're crossing the state line and he went to Vandy and so he loved Nashville. He's honking his horn and I'm really crying hysterically in my car uh, about going to Nashville, but it was the best um, experience and opportunity uh, that I could have had. I started working for a small tech firm in Nashville, very uh, LA-like, entrepreneurial. So that was a big change for me from working as a, you know, in a technical area such as comp and benefits. Um, and then I got the opportunity at a very young age to work at Rand McNally. Um, it was one of the largest printing facilities in the country. I had about 800 employees. We ran 24 seven. Uh, so it was honestly just a great HR generalist experience. Um, had a lot of great mentors and, uh, and I loved it. So fast forward eight years, my husband gets transferred back to Louisville. So we're going back up north on 65. And yeah. this time I'm crying again, just because <laughs> I had such a great opportunity. Um, but I fell, uh, you know, I really fell into energy. I didn't know anything mm. about the energy industry. Um, but I saw a posting for Harshaw Train, and I thought this is a great way to, to see another industry and also um, to build something. Uh, and so, and that's really what we've done over the last 15 years. And I've been blessed with um, an incredible, talented team of business professionals here who have helped me grow. Oh, that's that's excellent. As as you were talking about Louisville and kind of your your roots there, I I, I couldn't help but look through some of my cabinets this morning in the in the kitchen. My wife's family has connections; her family's from Louisville, so we got Louisville stoneware all over oh, the yeah. place. So I'm sure you'd uh, I'm sure you'd appreciate that. But and you uh, know this is Derby Week too. It, yeah, it's a little bit different this year, isn't it? Yes, not, it's not uh, quite the same. Not quite the same. I think this is the second time in history that the derby has run without spectators so very different uh, for us weird times weird times indeed all right so you, you brought us up to present day you're at harshaw tell us a little bit about i think most people in the industry are going to know who harshaw train is but just tell us a little bit about the company and then how you guys are going to market today and what you're up to sure so harshaw train is an energy services company we're an esco we work with commercial clients to help them save energy reduce their costs provide comfort and create sustainable environments. So uh, we're much more than just an HVAC company. We operate, we're a franchise. We operate in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. So um, when you think about it, um, you know, we, we are working with clients to help them find energy savings that funds capital to modernize their equipment or to pour that back into their core mission. So um, we could be working with a hospital, you know, helping save lives, helping create a better learning environment for students in a classroom, working with a large shipping company, make sure that, you know, their equipment is running uh, correctly so that they can ship product all over the globe, or we work with uh, companies to make the best bourbon around. So we really impact a lot of businesses. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to tie back to uh, what I mentioned at the beginning of the show, your background in energy and in talent acquisition. So as you look at kind of the building efficiency and energy services landscape and you project forward, take out your crystal ball, look into the future, you know, where do you see the industry heading? You know, you could touch on it from an industry standpoint, but I'd also be curious to hear your take from like a talent acquisition standpoint too. 
Sure. Um, now, I'm not an I'm not an expert on where the the future of the industry is, but I can tell you from you don't have it all figured out. Yeah, I, th I, don't. I thought you I thought you'd have the the future figured out by now. <laughs> but from talking to my my business partners, I think the industry is going toward more of an outcome based service. You know, comfort as a service versus mm -hmm. just performing tasks, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think you know that leads us to you know, how can we be more efficient, which goes back to being more connected. We're all about getting the buildings connected, you know, because that allows us not only to um, to extract the data from our clients and help with the analytics and help them make the best decisions, but that also helps us uh, leverage our technician population. Um, you know, I have about 100 technicians. They are very hard to find. Um, as you know, uh, for every seven techs that retire, three might enter the industry. So that's very difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, so by performing remote services, uh, that allows us to better utilize our technicians and to pass on the cost savings to the clients. Um, the other thing I would say looking at the industry from a talent perspective is the fact that it's really important to anticipate where the market is going and to align your talent de development efforts in that, you know, along with that. Uh, 10 years ago, we didn't have a lighting division, but we saw a need in the market. You know, sure. so we went out and we, we recruited lighting experts and we started training our own. We're now into wastewater treatment. We're doing solar. We're doing combined heat power. So I think, um, Anticipating where the market is going is important from a talent development perspective. And then as you think about COVID, I think just being flexible mm -hmm. is so critical today because, you know, COVID hit us, you know, like very suddenly, right? And so right. we're, you know, and so you have to be able to uh, move your talent as the market moves or as the economy changes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it has forced all of us to to adjust mm -hmm. to our different business models and, and you know, kind of be prepared because this, this won't be the last time something like this happens. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of lessons learned that we all can take from this. So thank you for sharing that. I, I think that's super insightful. So I wanted to transition to the, the last part of the show here. Where these are the, the same four questions that I ask every guest who comes on the podcast. And, and Ruthie, I'd be curious, what are your daily non-negotiables? You really got me thinking about that. Well, the first is coffee. I can't, uh, um, I, I must have it every day. So that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, the other thing is I'm a planner, just, uh, you know, just by nature. Um, so if you could see the bottom of my desk, I have yellow stickies all over the place. I'm a visual person. It just helps me um, know what's in front of me and what's the most important for me. So I try to prioritize my day because time is very precious, right? Indeed. And then the third thing is uh, um, I've learned as I've gotten older to stop and breathe and to take some time out just to um, be with the important people in my life, you know, try to have dinner every night with my husband uh, when possible and when he's not traveling. And, um, you know, I, I text my kids. I have one son, Christian, who's a senior at UK back at school in classes. So, you know, talk to him about how that situation's going. My other son, Cameron, 
just started a new job. So just taking time out for the family. And let's rewind the clock to your 22-year-old self. You're graduating from, is it University of Louisville? Correct. Okay. What Go advice cards. would you... Go what, what advice would you give to your 22-year-old self? Well, you know, as I look back, um, I feel very blessed professionally and personally. Um, you know, I think uh, some of the advice, you know, has worked out well for me. One would be to find mentors in your life. You know, when I look back and I think about those professors who urged me to take, you know, to try for that internship at KFC, or, you know, my mentors at Rand McNally or Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know, I think they've made a huge impact in my life. So, you know, I would say find a mentor that can help you grow and then be a mentor. Um, one of the other things I might say to my 22-year-old HR self is um, no matter what business you go into, learn the business of your company. Understand how your company makes money. Um, the best HR people that I've worked with, I think um, were good business people first. And I think if you are a good business person, you can be a better HR professional. And I think it allows you to work at a more strategic level in the organization. Um, and then the third piece of advice I would give to myself is to relax. Um, I think, um, when I first started out, I was very obsessed with my career and that was really who I was. As I've matured and become more balanced, um, you know, I think it's to, don't forget the things in life that are important. So, you know, relax and uh, be in the moment and, you know, put in perspective, you know, the people in your life that are important. That's great, uh, that's great advice, especially on the HR side. You know, I, I think that is something that, uh, you know, a lot of executives and individuals in a similar role can, can certainly benefit from that. So, uh, no, I think that's, that's excellent. And Ruthie, what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, winning. I like to win. Um, Harshaw train. We like to win. We have a lot of programs that are focused on winning. Um, I was very competitive at a young age. I played a lot of sports. Um, and I don't today, I would say I don't, need to win so much for myself, but, but I'd like to, to see other people win, you know, whether it's associate who is getting promoted and it's someone I hired or recruited, or maybe someone I helped coach or an associate hit a milestone in the retirement plan. All those things are wins for me. Um, and it makes me feel really good. Well, I don't know if you listened to uh, one of our previous episodes with Chuck McGinnis, but uh, I loved his line. He, he mentioned something similar. He said, I've thrown away all my second place trophies. So uh, I think he has something in common with that, uh, that winning thread there. So I think that's, that's great. So last, uh, last question here. What do you want your lasting legacy to be? You know, it's really kind of along the same line. I just want to know that I made a difference in someone's life. You know, and when I think about that, I think about my family first, right? I think about my husband and my two kids and knowing that we've raised kids who are, who can be successful, who are kind, smart, considerate, self-assured, and are going to be successful in life. And, you know, I take that same uh, philosophy down to my friends and all the associates at Harshaw Train, knowing that, um, you know, Hopefully, I'll be remembered as helping someone create 
and have a great career here. So um, just making things better for people. Oh, that's perfect. I think that's a perfect way to, uh, to wrap up the show here. So Ruthie, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the Building Efficiency Podcast. Thanks so much, Jim. It was fun. All right. Bye-bye. All right, so there you have it, episode 16 with Ruthie Reed. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And if you did enjoy it, please be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you enjoy listening to your favorite podcast. We hope you're sharing with your friends and colleagues as well. And one last thing, if you have ideas for future guests from the industry, please reach out to me. We'd love to hear from you loyal listeners. So until next time, I'm Jim Schaefer, and we'll catch you on the next episode.